Hello and welcome to The Blonde Commentary, exploring modern masculinity through faith. My name is Traley Orndorff, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, it is just so, so nice to have you join us today as we talk about what it means to live a gospel-centered life as a young person. These past few weeks, we have been discussing how God is always there for us to provide for all of our needs, regardless of whatever is going on, and just how it is only through him that we truly have nothing to fear. It was incredible last week getting to sit down with my really good friend Luke, who's a part of the Navigators with me, just to talk about his experience with worry and to just see what practical ways God has helped to deliver him from all of his anxieties. It was something that I personally was able to relate to a lot, and I know that a lot of my listeners out there can do as well. And so if you haven't already, I highly, highly recommend checking out episode seven of the podcast, which was just released last week. But anyways, it also was a really, really good reminder of just how awesome it is to be able to be open and honest with your brothers in Christ about what is going on, how that can be a sense of accountability, and also just how it fosters that wonderful gospel-centered community that we touch on all the time on this podcast. But anyways, with all that being said, I just wanted to go in and say thank you so much for listening, and without further ado, we'll get into today's topic. There really isn't a day that goes by where I'm just not reminded of all the cruelties that we face in this fallen world. This past week, I, like so many other Americans, were shocked and honestly heartbroken by the tragedies that occurred on the campus of the University of Georgia. And if you don't really know what I'm talking about, I highly recommend going and looking at the stories. But I will go ahead and advise you there is a little bit of a trigger warning for what happened. I won't touch on the actual specifics of the events in this podcast episode, but if you are curious, I highly recommend going and checking it out. But regardless, I cannot just begin to express how sad I am and how much sadness I feel for all of those involved with the events that have transpired and just how sad I feel for the Athens community in general. Like so many others, this community has once again just felt the crushing weight of the world's sin. In light of these events, I'd just like to spend today's episode talking about what the word tells us about tragedy and the peace that God provides. I would like to thank the Growing Christian Ministries blog for helping me to craft this episode, and I hope you all enjoy and are able to gain something from it. The word is very clear that in life we will face persecution, hatred, violence, you name it. There's tons of different kinds of sin and hardship out there in the world today. We see this throughout the story of the Israelites even, as they endured torturous labor of their bondage in Egypt, and this was only followed by countless wars, both military and political, that they had to endure. More often than not, we even see some of the most prominent figures throughout the Bible, such as Lot, Paul, even Jesus Christ, enduring tragedies and responding to their pain. It is, in a way, somewhat beautiful to see how even those as connected to God as they still have suffered through the same emotional turmoil that we do now. Oftentimes, I don't know about y'all, but when I face tragedy, I just can't help myself but ask why things take place. And to be honest, I don't feel like this is all too uncommon among human beings. Even King David states in Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? With so much of life being uncertain, it is 
often so easy for us to question our reality when we don't know what tomorrow will bring. The main question I, like so many others, find myself asking is simply why a sovereign good God would allow such horrible events to plague the earth. I mean, throughout 1 John, we see God described as being love, light, and the absence of darkness. So how can he be all good if sin is still able to lead to such tragedy in the world today? To answer this question, we first have to look back and see what the creation story was and how, as Romans 5.12 states, sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all men, for all have sinned. Now, that all being said, tragic events do not always come to pass simply because of someone's individual sin. And this was definitely the case for those involved in the recent events at UGA's campus. I want to go ahead and preface this by saying that. However, it is simply the result of man's original sin that was our prideful rebellion against God in the garden that has led us down the path to destruction and the need for a savior. Jesus even cites this as being the truth in Luke chapter 13 when he is discussing two separate tragedies and is asked to compare their causes. One event was the result of people's sinful actions, their blatant sinful actions, but the other was caused by an accidental collapse of an old weathered building that ended up ending the lives of about 18 individuals. Jesus remarks that unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. In other words, Jesus makes it clear that both tragedies do not occur for the same reasons. Yes, both of them are the product of sin's effect on the world and just the imperfections that it's caused in God's creation. However, the sin that led to the people's death in one example was the direct cause of their tragedy. So their sin that they committed is what caused the tragedy to occur. But for the other example, it was just simply the sin of the world is what caused the naturally occurring tragedy. Despite these tragedies, though, what are we to do? I mean, we're kind of left here and we're like, okay, God, like, I see that tragedy is going to happen, but in light of this stuff, what steps do I get to take from here? We definitely can't solve all of this on our own, so what should we do, God? And if we can't stop all of these things from occurring, then what hope do we really have in this life? I find myself asking this question a lot, and I know a lot of my listeners out there can really relate to this sentiment. And honestly, to answer that question, we have to look to scripture as well. See, as much as I hate to admit it, this life will always, always be ravaged by the violence of sin. In John 15, when Jesus is telling his disciples how he is the true vine and we are his branches placed on the earth to bear much fruit in his name, he states, As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. That is, unless you abide in Jesus Christ. In that same vein, apart from God, we are hopeless to overcome the tragedies of this world. For it is only by his name that we can find our strength. When Adam and Eve first sinned against God, they drove a wedge between the connection we had with our Father in heaven. As Jesus says here, it is only by abiding in his will, or in other words, by living our lives fully devoted to the calling he has placed upon us, 
that we can truly be free from the weight of sin and death. So I know what you might be asking now, what does this look like practically? Well, I would say, like in any relationship that you have here on earth, it first requires a cultivation of the connection between you and the Lord. And honestly, the best way to do this is simply just to talk to him. God, being our Heavenly Father, desires nothing more than for us to live our lives in perfect unity with him and his perfect will. Actually, when I was going forward and thinking about a lot of this episode— and I was thinking about tragedies throughout human history, I would argue that the first tragedy that was ever experienced was by God and man when the connection between us was broken by the weight of sin. God purposefully gave his son, Jesus Christ, to be the payment for all of our sins so that we could be reconnected with him in eternity. He paid for the tragedy of our fall from grace by tragically enduring more pain, suffering, and embarrassment than, honestly, you or I could ever even begin to imagine. It's kind of interesting to see how it's like a snake eating its tail almost, how the tragedy and sadness of Jesus' death led to our salvation and the joy that we get to experience because it was only by his death by his wounds, that we were saved. And I mean, praise God for that. Praise God that we did not have to make that sacrifice on our own because, as it says in the word, the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God, which is his son, is eternal life. It's a perfect gift, something we could never pay ourselves, and we don't have to because God loved us so much that he did it for us. As we see with the example of Jesus Christ, all pain experienced in this world is simply the byproduct of another sin. But it is through the promise of Jesus' salvation that we can place all of our hope. When Jesus was nailed to the cross and gave of his perfect life so that my imperfect one could be saved, he instantly conquered sin and death. Though we may and will still face hardships in this mortal plane, God has made a way for us back into his fold so that we can rejoice in the providence he has given us, his beloved children. However, I will again point out that this promise, though more freeing than anything we could ever imagine or deserve, does not entirely free us from the pain that surrounds us in day-to-day -day life. I mean, that feels like it's kind of obvious, and God does recognize this too. Why wouldn't he? He's the author of our lives and created us in his image, after all. As we discussed two weeks back, we see in Psalm 34, verse 18, that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. I have seen this verse so many times across social media this past week as my friends and loved ones have dealt with the harsh reality of the recent events in Athens. God promises that he will not leave us nor forsake us, even amid our greatest trials. And it's just so beautiful to have this promise because, as I stated previously, we can do nothing apart from him and his grace, love, and mercy. It's honestly amazing to see what things God, being the light of the world, can reveal despite the darkness that surrounds us. Being that Athens will most likely be my home for the next four years of medical school and that I have a great number of friends who currently attend UGA, I wanted to make sure that I reached out to as many people there as possible that I knew 
so that I could just learn what prayers were needed and how everyone was doing emotionally and physically. As I know from personal experience that tragedies like these, uh, they, they really tend to rock you to your core. Every message that I received just seemed to echo the same sentiments of heartache, confusion, and loss. But honestly, what stuck out to me most in most of these messages and from what I could see from different things people were posting was how the Christian community in Athens was able to band together to allow God's light to shine despite the tragedies that were occurring. Countless churches that I have been looking into and looking at attending in the fall as I move on to medical school were so quick to put aside their weekly plans to embrace the hurting community and allow those who either do or do not know the Lord yet to see the power of his peace and grace. As we talked about in the past weeks, the one thing we all search for more often than not in this life is peace. Jesus even admits this when he tells his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He says this in John 14 verse 27, by the way. Seeing the church communities there and just around the nation uplift the Athens community has been such a beautiful testament to God's power in the face of adversity. When we are gathered as believers, the word says in Matthew 18 verse 20 that when two or three are gathered in the Lord's name, he is there also. I mean, how incredible of a promise is that, that even at our lowest, God is still there to lift our heads and show us the good he has planned for us. If I were to just go and summarize everything that I've said today, it would be this. Man sinned and brought death. Through sin, we have sadness, guilt, shame, sorrow, and violence. But through Jesus Christ, we have eternal salvation from said things. And praise God for that. The word is clear in Romans 8.28 that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Though things on earth may seem bleak, and we will endure a multitude of tragedies in this lifetime, God freely gives us the eternal promise of our salvation from sin and death, and it is only upon this that we can rest. This, however, does not mean that we still do not grieve and will not grieve the loss that we'll face in this life. Of course we will, we're human. But ultimately, we can stand assured in the fact and truth of our salvation, which is the eternal peace that comes only from God. And that's the Blonde Commentary. I just want to go out here as I'm finishing this episode and just say that I want to dedicate what has been said today and just dedicate this episode to the family and friends of those affected by the recent tragedies in Athens, Georgia, and just to the Athens community itself. I cannot begin to imagine what what you all are facing right now, and if any of my listeners are in the Athens area right now, I just really want to say that I am praying for y'all and have been throughout this past week, and I'll continue to be doing so. I know that it can be very difficult in these dark, dark times of sadness to see God's light, and I just hope that this episode can serve as a reminder to everyone who is going through a tough time right now, or just ever, that it is in Jesus alone that we can place our faith. 
again my thoughts and prayers continue to pour out over these recent events and just to those that have lost their lives and I'd just like to ask my listeners also that you please pray fervently for the healing and peace that God can provide over this community. And if you personally are going through a difficult time or if you're struggling with some hardship right now, I just would love to talk with you more about it. So please feel free to send me a message over Instagram or TikTok at The Blonde Commentary. And I really hope that you come back next week as we tackle a new issue pertaining to young Christian living. As always, thank you so, so much for listening, and I wish you and yours a wonderful week.